0: So God's will is for all to be saved. Amen. Uh, God's will is for us not to uh, go witnessing per se, but to be a witness. I'm talking about to be or not to be today. You know, when we get a revelation of who we are in Christ, what we have in Christ, and what we can do in Christ, then, then the enemy can't stop us. We'll be able to fulfill the calling of God on our life. And that's why we have these sheets at the front when you come in. And there's one is who I am in Christ. And you need to get that sheet and start reading that, that you are a new creation in Christ. That, that you are uh, um, uh, the church. You know, you are, you know, I can't, I can't remember all, all the things, but it will tell you you're more than a conqueror. Yes, yes, nice. And you start, need to start reading that. And, you know, one person was, you know, saved. They were saved and baptized in the Holy Spirit. And it was many years of salvation. And they weren't feeling it like they used to. And uh, they came to the preacher. And the preacher said, you just need to meditate on who you are in Christ. And that person took these who I am in Christ. You can see a lot of that in the book of Ephesians and uh, book of Colossians. A lot of the letters written to the church. And they started reading that over and meditating on that. And within two weeks, they had so much joy. They said, I feel like I'm born again, born again. Why? Because they got a revelation of who they are. And when you get a revelation of who you are in Christ, what you have in Christ, man, you're going to be doing some things in Christ. What, What religion will tell you is you got nothing, you have nothing, and hopefully you can hold on until Jesus gets back. Religion would say that God is in total control of everything and whatever happens, it's going to work out for your good. <laughs> it may not work out for your good if you're not walking with God. It sure didn't work out for Judas' good. Did it didn't work out for his good? All things work out for good, not for Judas. Amen? And so we have to understand that. Amen? So, so we, we have to understand that God wants us not just to... Uh, go witnessing, and we do that here, but to be a witness. And when we get a revelation that you're a witness of, of Christ, then you should act a little differently Amen. around people. Yes, yes. In other words, you need to put your nice face on. <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm saying today? You don't want to act like what well, you act like when you go out of town. Because you, know? <laughs> you can act any other way when you go down because they don't know you, right? Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? So no, no, you gotta, you gotta act nice because we're called, we're called to be salt and we're called to be light. Amen. Amen. And in Acts one eight it says, "But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and Virginia Beach and Norfolk and Chesapeake to the ends of the earth." And so really what separates Christianity from all these other religions is is Jesus, but also the Holy Spirit. The the Holy Spirit empowers the church. The Holy Spirit is empowering you to walk this life. You're not doing it alone. You've got the power of God working on, on the inside of you. Some of us, you know, we're going through a problem. We're going through an issue. And we're saying, God, where are you? He's in you, the hope of glory. Amen. God is in you, the hope of glory. There's nothing you can't overcome because you got God on the inside of you. And when we start getting a revelation, no matter what the enemy's trying to do against you, I'm telling you, you're just going to be going, ha, 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 ha. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? You're going to just be laughing in his face. Because he's already, even if if it seems like a a loss, even if it seems like you're losing, you're still winning. Because it's not over yet. Amen. You're already won. The day you received Jesus was a day that you walked in victory. And you haven't stopped walking in victory because you got the victorious one on the inside of you, causing you to overcome in every circumstance and every situation. Nothing can hold you down. Some of us were defined by our problems. We need to be defined by the promises of God's word. We're focused on what we, what our weaknesses. No, focus Focus on Jesus. Focus on the Word of God. Focus on who you are in Christ. Stop focusing on what you don't have and start focusing on what you do have. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, your life will be radically changed as a Christian. Yes. Glory to God. And so in Matthew, it says this. Uh, this is Jesus speaking. He says, then he said to them, follow me. And I will make you fishers of men. Listen, you are on assignment. You're not just down here just for yourself. You're not just down here just to see how much you can prosper. You know, it's more than that. No, no, you're here to be a fisher of men. Jesus said, I will teach you how to become a fisher of men. Amen. And so, and so Peter says it this way: but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and always be ready. Somebody say, be ready. Be ready. Look at your neighbor and say, be ready. be ready. Always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you, a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. In other words, you should. Do you have a testimony? <laughs> That's my question to you today. Do you have a testimony? In other words, can you testify what God has done in your life? Can you testify about the goodness of God? Can you testify how how your life used to be before Jesus came in? Do you have a testimony? And if you don't, you need to get one. Or borrow somebody else's. (laughs) Borrow somebody else's testimony. Get some testimony. Don't be talking. Some Christians, all they're doing is having the monies. They just moan all the time. Or they talk about their tests. You ever hear about people, man, I'm going through it this time. Moaning and groaning and I'm going through it. No, you're supposed to have a testimony. There's no great victories without great battles. We're going to have some battles, but I'm telling you, we're coming through in great victory. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? In other words, don't judge anything before the time, the Bible says. In other words, it's not over until the skinny lady sings. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And And so, sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, the Bible says. Always, always, always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. With meekness and fear or reverence. In other words, we're not, we're not trying to act like that we're all this so superior and, and act superior and push people down in our testimonies. No, we're, we're supposed to say, man, man, I was, man, I was struggling just like you, but, but God. Man, I dealt with those issues too, but God. Man, I, let me tell you how God brought me through that issue. Are you hear what I'm saying to you today? We, you know, we we want to identify with those out there that don't have Jesus. They don't have an anchor for their souls. They don't have any faith, and they're just relying on themselves. It's scary to rely on yourself. You were never meant to rely on yourself. I need a God to rely on. Are you hear what I'm saying to you today? And there's people out there. That's why they're. Man, that's why they're they're killing themselves. That's why they're taking drugs. They're, that's why they're 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 killing themselves with alcohol because they're trying to find some peace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's there's listen there's no peace without God. Amen. I like that sign. that says no peace. Uh, Jesus, uh, I think it says Jesus and no peace, or or no Jesus no peace. I don't know what it says, but it, it's. <laughs> In other words, in other words, God is the, high, is the most high God. Amen. And he is the most high God. And we need to get God in our equation. I'm telling you, you're not going to be happy until you're following God. Amen. You won't be happy until you're following God. And so we need to sanctify the Lord in our hearts. As we're walking with God, listen, it's easy to be a witness for God when you're in a living relationship with God and you're not out there sinning as a Christian. Amen. Sin will make cowards of us all. If we're out there doing the wrong things, it's killing our witness. Amen? Amen? And so, but when we're, when we're walking with God, we're fellowshipping with God, we're, we're in the Word of God, and we're reading and we're fellowship with Him, it's easy to be a witness for God. Amen. Because we have a living relationship with the Lord. And then all of a sudden God prompts us to do something nice for somebody. And all of a sudden, we do something nice or say something nice. And I'm telling you, it opens the door for grace to come in. And God enables us to be fishers of men. Amen. Can I get an amen? amen? We're all called to be a witness. Yes. Amen. You're all called to preach. Yes. Preach just means to proclaim. Yes. You, know, you need to start proclaiming something. Listen, if you, want to grow, if you want to have great faith, start talking about God more. Start witnessing about God more. It's the people that don't talk about God. It's the people that don't talk about how good He is. The more you talk about the goodness of God, the mercy of God, the love of God, the greater revelation of that will become in your life. Amen. And we start telling other people about the goodness and the mercy of God, and they're going to want some. They're going to follow you to church. Amen? God's will for you is to be... I believe this, that God's will for every Christian... He's not looking for orphan Christians. He wants Christians to be members of the church. He wants you to be a part of a local body of believers. It, It says in 1 Corinthians 12, 18... Let me back that up by saying this. In 1 Corinthians 12, 18, it says, But now God has set the members, each one of them, in the body just as He pleased. So it's saying here... It, that God has set the members in the body just as He pleased. So what that tells me is there's a church for every person. Amen. Amen. I believe. Hopefully, if you've been coming here, you're a visitor, or whatever, and you just feel and you and you're being touched by the Word. Maybe this is the place for you. Amen. And and so I'm going to say this: every every uh, disciple of Christ needs somebody to disciple them. You need a coach. You need somebody that can speak prophetically into your lives. You need a, a somebody that can bring you to another level in God. You need to be in a place where you submit to some local what submit? Yeah, to some local authorities, to some authority. Because if you're not submitted to authority, you know, that God puts, God raises authority up. Spiritual authority that you can be under so that you can have some authority. Yes, and, if, and by, by the mouth that you submit to God's authority, it would be the mouth that the devils will submit to you. So if you're not that submitted, the devils won't be that submitted to you. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today or have you gone home? And so really, I believe that God wants every person to be a member of a local church. Listen to Hebrews 10, 24, and 25. And this is talking about how, you know, listen, some people get this idea that once saved, always saved. Have you ever heard that? You know, once you get saved, then you never can leave God. That's not true. Because Peter said some will depart from the faith. Heeding to seducing spirits and doctrines of demons. Well, if some will depart from the faith, then the faith is talking about relationship with God. That's why pastors are here to keep, to, you know, the Bible says pastors are here to watch over your souls. Well, if your soul wasn't a risk of being lost, then why would you need a pastor? Okay. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? I, listen, I'm speaking truth this morning. Now, now everybody loves loves the message, well, once you're saved, you're locked in. No matter what you do, no way you can get out. (sighs) Some will depart from the faith, the Bible says. I'm glad it doesn't say most. It says some. Amen? And so so it, it says here, let us consider one another in order to stir up. Love and good works, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together as is the manner of some. It's saying that some are forsaking coming to church, but exhort one another so much more to see the day is approaching. And what day is that? That's the day that Jesus is coming back. In other words, we, listen, I don't, want to, I don't want to be like the, there was ten virgins that Jesus talked about. And he said five had their oil filled, and five did not have their oil filled. Jesus came back, five were ready to go with them, but the five weren't ready to go. And they didn't make it. The five virgins did not make it. I don't want to be the ones that have no oil. I want to be filled with God. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? You know, I don't want to be left behind, Hallelujah. Pastor. You're making me a little nervous. Good. Yeah, amen. You might need to get a little nervous, Praise especially if you're living a little bit on the wild side. Praise Praise the are you here? Of, are you hearing me, or have you gone home? Yes. You. Amen. Are you here? I want to scare the hell out of you. Yes. I don't. You, you don't want to have anything to do with hell. Amen. I, I, I want heaven. Yes. I'm heaven bound. Amen. So, so it says, "Let us consider. Let us consider. Uh, you know, God's will is for us to be under godly, godly leadership." Hebrews thirteen seventeen. It says this way in the Message Bible: "Be responsible." responsive to your pastor leaders, your pastoral leaders listen to their counsel they are alert to the condition of your lives and work under the strict supervision of God, contribute to the joy of their leadership not in drudgery why would you want to make things harder for them well that's a good that's a good one, I I need to do that one every week, and don't give me a hard time Pray for me. Amen. 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 Maybe I'm not always on it on Sunday morning, but just believe, you know, oh, God, I'm praying for him. Amen. 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 God's will for us, you know, again, is to be a servant. Yeah, yes, we are kings. The Bible says, and we love the message. We're kings. We're ambassadors. But we're servants, too. And when we get a revelation that we're servants, listen, there's no job too small or too big for the Christian. We're humble servants. I like, like what we say it in this church, we're, we're raising up servant leaders. Yes, thank you, Lord. In other words, there's nothing, you know, nothing, you know, too menial for us to do. Amen. Amen. And Jesus, uh, you know, in Matthew 20, 20 through 28, this is really interesting. I was reading this yesterday and I I got a picture of it. I never saw it like this before. But it says this, Then the mother of Zebedee's sons came to him, came to Jesus. This is Matthew 20, 20 through 28. Then the mother of Zebedee's sons came to him with her sons, kneeling down and asking something from him. So notice the mom comes up to Jesus and the both sons are with or the mom and they both just gotta do this. Can you imagine? And Jesus is standing there. And so they're both are kneeling down. I'm thinking, wow, you know, can you imagine? And the other disciples are watching this. Saying, What are they, what are they up to? And, and then, and then she says, she says, and, and um, is it kneeling down and asking something from him? And he said to her, "What do you wish?" And she said to him, "Grant that these two sons of mine may sit one on your right hand and one on your left in your kingdom." You know, they're kneeling down, and the other ten are standing there, and they're thinking, and they're getting upset about this because they're thinking, "I wish I thought about this. I wish I could be up there." Jesus is my granddad. And they're all jockeying for a position. You know, Peter's trying to be the great man of faith, trying to, you know, do it all. And he's trying to get his, you know, Jesus' attention all the time. John is the one that's trying to, you know, put his head on Jesus' breast, trying to get in good with, with Jesus. Amen? And so, and so here, it says here, uh, uh, Grant that these two sons of mine may sit, one at your right hand and one at your left, in your kingdom. But Jesus answered and said, You do not know what you ask. Are you able to drink the cup that I am about to drink and be baptized with the baptism that I am about to be baptized with? And they said to him, We are able. And so he said to them, You will indeed drink my cup and be baptized with my baptism that I am baptized with. But sitting at my right hand and my left is not for mine to give, but it's for those whom is prepared by my Father. And when the the ten heard it, they were greatly displeased with the two brothers. But Jesus called them to himself and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord over them, and those who are are great exercise authority over them. Yet it shall not be so among you. But whoever desires to become great among you, let him be your servant. And whoever desires to be first among you, let him be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many." So a lot of times in the world system if you're, if you're the boss then you know people want to be the boss so they can lord it over people and tell them what to do. but in the kingdom of God it's not about that it's about if you if you, you it's the, the the servant that serves the most will be greatest of all. And so really in the kingdom of God it's upside down. To the kingdom of this world system. And if you wanna, if you wanna go high, you gotta go low. You gotta gotta humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. Most people don't want to humble themselves, they don't want to serve anybody. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And we need to learn to be servants. You gotta learn to be a servant, and it doesn't come easy because we all wanna be served. Boy, it's quiet in this Methodist church today. We're signing up people right now. We, we could use more help in all the departments. Amen. That's a good plug, right? So, so listen, listen. So God wants us to serve. You know, Jesus, his great, one of his greatest illustrated sermons... For his disciples was the night that he was betrayed when he was with them eating the last supper. He he came out, he he put on a servant's towel, and he washed the disciples' feet. Think about this. The king of kings and the Lord of lords washing the disciples' feet. That's humbling. Could you imagine you being there as one of the disciples, and you're sitting there thinking, I'm going to be his right hand, you know. You know, I'm going to be one of the big honchos in heaven, you know. And all of a sudden, Jesus, you know, puts on, you know, puts on a towel and walks around and starts washing your feet. One of the lowest jobs of that day. That was a servant's job to wash people's feet. And it was like a low job. And Jesus went low and washed their feet, washed the dirt. And, and, they, and Peter didn't even want him to do that. He had too much pride. Amen? And listen, listen, he washed the disciples' feet. And, he, and Jesus said, you don't know what I'm doing now, but you will understand later. In other words, we're supposed to... Now, it's, some people have taken it to the next level and say we should have a foot washing sometime on Sunday morning. Yeah, you can do that. But, but there, there's more meaning to that. It means that we need to be watching over each other. That we need to be serving one another. Yes, it's not just washing each other's feet. It's serving one another in the local body of Christ. If somebody has an issue or a problem, needs something, you are there to help them. Amen. You don't tell them to be warm, be, <laughs> be fed, and go your way. Amen. You do something. Amen. Faith has action. Amen. Amen. How do they know that, that we're disciples of Christ? Because we have love for one another. Amen. Amen. It's God's will It's for us to bear fruit. He wants, in other words, He wants you growing in your walk. He wants you bearing fruit. Amen. And in, in, in John 15, 16, he, said, yeah, he says, You did not choose Me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go bear fruit and that your fruit should remain, that whatever you ask in the Father in My name, He may give it to you. Amen. God wants us bearing fruit. In other words, He wants us growing in our faith. He doesn't want us staying the same. He wants us overcoming those areas and those weaknesses. Listen, we should be overcoming those weaknesses, not not moving more into those weaknesses. We should be walking in more love, not less love. We should be walking in more peace and not less peace. We should be walking in more joy and not less joy. We should be bearing good fruit for Him that our fruit will remain God's, uh, listen, God wants you to be fruit-bearing Christians. Bearing good fruit for Him. How do you do that? How do you do that? I'm glad you asked. Abide in Him. How do you do that? In Romans 12, 1 and 2, Beloved brethren, I beseech by the mercy of God that you present your bodies as a living and holy sacrifice unto God. Your bodies don't belong to you. They belong to God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You've been purchased twice, you've been purchased, you've been you're owned twice over. One by bride of creation, two by the blood of Jesus. Amen. You're not supposed to be able to do whatever you want with your bodies. Hallelujah. Your bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You're you're not supposed to use your bodies for to do the wrong things. You present your bodies as a living, you start doing that. You present your bodies as a living, holy sacrifice, then do not be conformed to the world. In other words, don't be so much into the world that you don't even know what the Bible says. Amen. Don't look like the world. Don't talk like the world. Don't act like the world. Amen. The world is, is, is again, it, it runs by pride and fear. Yes. Pride and fear is in the world. Yes. No, our world is love and faith. And as we, as we start walking in God, amen, as we start abiding in Him, as we start renewing our minds of, of who we are, what we have, and what we can do, it's going to be easy to walk this walk. It's going to be easy to have the fruit of the Spirit in our life. It's going to be easy for us to bear fruit in our lives. We're not bearing fruit because we're not, we're not abiding in the vine like we need to. If you're not bearing fruit, if you're not growing in Christ, you're not abiding in the vine like you need to. And you start abiding in the vine, it will get easy. It's easy in God. His yoke is easy. His his burdens are light. And it gets easy. It gets good in God. The way of a transgressor is hard, the Bible says. Sin for for a season is... Uh, the Bible says sin for a season is enjoyable. You know, sin for a season is, you know, sin, if it wasn't enjoyable, people wouldn't be sinning. I mean, the sinners love to sin. Why? Because it's good. Let's party down. Right? And, you know, and they, they, but they don't, they don't see the consequences of it. AIDS, you know, these sexual transmitted diseases. You know, they wake up one day, oh, they're having a party, but the next day, you know, you're in trouble. I go? Yes. Are you hear what I'm saying to you today? Yes. Yes. You know, it, it was interesting. In America's history, you had the Roaring Twenties, and they were partying. And it's called the Roaring Twenties. You know, the little shows and all that. Anybody ever know what I'm talking about? <laughs> the Roaring Twenties? <20s? laughs> right? But did you know what after the Roaring Twenties, you know what happened? The Great Depression. Yeah. In our nation. You, listen, you can have the roaring twenties in your life, but you know what's going to come next? The Great Depression. <laughs> Why? Because you can't live life like that. In other words, you got God, God has purpose for you. Your purpose is not to just go from one party to another. No, your purpose is to, to do the will of God. Your purpose is to walk with God and to do His will. And when you do, there's great joy in doing the will of God. There's, there's great peace in doing the will of God. I'm telling you, there's nothing greater than walking in the center of God's will. Amen. And I want, I'm, I'm encouraging you to move. There's areas of your life God is trying to reveal to you, trying to get you. There's areas you, need, you know you need to cut off, you need to cut those things off. There's other areas you know you need to embrace with the Word of God you need to start doing. You need to start doing those things. And I'm telling you, when you start applying your faith and you start acting on your faith, you're gonna see the grace of God in your life. We would like to invite you to join us Sunday morning at Regal Stadium 12 Movie Theater located at 104 Constitution Drive, Virginia Beach, Virginia. Service starts at 10 o'clock a.m. Nursery and children's church provided. This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit us at www.exceedlifechurch.org.